welcome to the Real Estate Investor Podcast. I'm your host, Gary Lipsky of Break of Day Capital. I talk to leading experts to discuss a wide range of subjects to educate investors on best-in-class practices to build legacy wealth and positively impact communities. Let's jump in. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Investor Podcast. I'm your host, Gary Lipsky with Break of Day Capital. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Asset Management Mastery, where we have a great community of thousands of like-minded individuals sharing resources and best practices. Choosing the right insurance coverage for multifamily properties isn't that complicated, if you know who to talk to. At the Garzella Group, we're uniquely qualified to help you navigate the range of policy choices you have, and we're committed to saving you 30% in the process. We do intensive market research and have nationwide relationships so we can find coverage other insurance brokers simply can't. We should talk. Go to quotenow.biz and we'll start the conversation. Today on the podcast, we have Chris Seveny. Chris has been a real estate professional for more than 25 years, known for his honesty, tenacity, and professionalism. Chris managed over $1 billion in real estate and has built his note investing portfolio to over 500 deals valued around $75 million. Thanks for joining us, Chris. Can you start by telling the listeners a little bit more about yourself and what you do? Yeah, thanks, Gary. So last year, I uh, made the decision to leave the W-2 world after working in real estate for over 25 years, you mentioned, and start a real estate fund with co-founder Lauren Wells, who's out of you know, just North in Santa Barbara. And it was mainly focused on notes. And I'd gotten in notes about seven, eight years ago after my wife and I were doing some local real estate in Washington, D.C. area, and we had little kids and we just got burnt out from it. And notes was something that can kind of do anywhere, anytime, and found a love and passion for it. So started doing my own notes, raised some money through some funds. And then last year, like I said, made that leap into the note space and yeah, you know, I do look back and reflect upon my career in real estate and having worked for developers and general contractors of managing project management, understanding construction, understanding real estate really was the crux for really advancing my career. You know, once I finally made that decision to leave that W-2, which a lot of people sometimes are afraid to do. Yeah. Congratulations, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. This, I, that's what I love about real estate. There's so many great ways to make money in it. But I do feel people do have to focus. You know, when when I, you know, started out in real estate full time, there's so many. It was like scroll factor, and there's so many different ways. It's like you have to narrow your focus. Obviously, you have a wide range of experience. So why note investing for you? Yeah, great question. Because you're right. I see a lot of people who do multifamily, then they ship to short term rentals or commercial, and you know, it's okay to do that. But you want to make sure you're an expert and at least one of them. For me, it's interesting because I love development. I've been, you know, done a lot of it. I love construction, but I also, you know, remember all the headaches that went along with it (laughs) and the headaches of owning a multifamily building or running a project like that. With notes, of course, it has its own different headaches. But I, you know, ever since I got into it, I really just love the passion, you know, the ability to problem solve because it's a lot of problem solving where we're buying distressed debt 
And it, you, it's really like gamified because it's you and a borrower and you don't know what their move is, but every move they make, you can make a, you know, it's like playing chess, you can make another move to it. Also, I'd say the competition factor has been another reason why I've wanted to get involved in it because there's people who are, you know, buying one-off notes or, you know, smaller portfolios. And then you have the giants, you know, who are, you know, buying hundreds and you know billions of dollars in this thing. We want to get to between you know 150 and 250 million because there's a, a space that there's not a lot of competition in that realm. So yeah, absolutely. So and you know with different asset classes comes different times in the cycle to take advantage of opportunity. What's the best time in the cycle for you guys to take advantage of that opportunity? Yeah, typically in times of distress. You know, when you think about, you know, most people who probably listen own a mortgage. And a lot of people think when house prices start to decrease, that could be, you know, a note investor's dream. It really isn't because, you know, my house goes down 10%. I don't care as long as I have a job. So jobs is a big indicator of the note market. And it's interesting because we're at a point in time today with a lot of unknowns because unemployment's all-time low. Distressed borrowers is an all-time low. But the commercial side of things in the regional banks are imploding. So we're starting to see that happen. And what it's allowed us to do is, as part of our model, we're having a lot of opportunities now with investors who own 10 single family rentals and have a lot of equity in it, but a bank won't give them five different loans or a portfolio loan to go do that next project. So that's an area where we've been able to work. But our primary non-performing stuff is typically when unemployment goes up, that's when we start to see levels of distress. But we're still talking about, you know, typically between 300 and 500 billion dollars of distressed residential loans at any one point in time. So when we look at our size compared to that, you know, we're just a fly on the wall compared to the overall market. So for us, it's not as challenging to find product. And that's a that's a really, really big number. But give me the scope of that, because that, that should, that's probably like a tiny fraction of all the all yeah. the mortgages out there. Yeah. So there's about on residential, it's about 13. It floats about 13 trillion dollars in mortgages. And it's actually, you know, stabilized a little bit because of how rates have gone up the last several years. People have, you know, Properties have gone up, bigger mortgages. So you're looking at a $13 trillion industry. And at any point in time, it's, you know, historically, it's usually around like 4% to 5% delinquent, which is, you know, over 500 billion. But I think we're floating right now between 2 and 3% on the delinquency side of things. So, so yeah, so to kind of give you a scale of how big the, the market is, it's humongous. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And are you focused, how, how many notes are you buying at a time? And are you focused on a, a certain region that you prefer? Yeah, there's, you know, regions we, I'll say, are, are less or more pessimistic about, you know, typically, for example, like the Northeast and the Northwest. And why is because the foreclosure timeframes on those states are years. And, you know, as you get to the central part of the country and kind of the Midwest and Southeast, most of those states are what's called non-judicial, so you don't have to go through a lengthy legal process. So typically, the majority of our assets are in the Midwest and Southeast. We also focus on, I'll call it, you know, middle-income homes, and you know, 
that's very different in California than it is in Ohio. So when people say, what's your loan size? I'm like, well, in Ohio, it might be 100 or 150,000. In California, it might be 600,000, but still a middle income home. So that's kind of you know what our target is. We've invested in over 40 states. And like I said, there's certain states we like better than others, but uh, you know, so. And what, what's one of your biggest lessons that you've learned from, from being in the note business? Oh, man, lots of lessons learned. <laughs> uh, so, you know, one of the biggest, I think, getting into the space, it is a, you know, conflict-oriented business, and you have to manage a lot of vendors. Managing attorneys is a lot harder than I thought it would be. A lot, You know, just like I'd say teachers, you know, I put attorneys and, you know, even doctors, you know, extremely highly educated, you know, 10 times smarter than me. So, you know, I look at them and basically think that they would be on top of their game and like, you know, managing and always doing things on time. They're like your kids. You know, you have to manage them. You have to make sure, you know, the room is clean, that they're filing the paperwork in proper time, that the information is correct on it. I'll get information that they'll send me. It's not even my entity. They put the wrong entity on it. So I think that's one of the major lessons learned that throughout this. And the other that I'll mention is, you know, just because a law says one thing doesn't mean a judge is going to do that. They may have their own interpretation on things. And you can't, when that does happen, you can't blame anybody. I know some people will blame the attorney, blame the servicer. You know, it's just, it happens. And, you know, you just got to deal with it and keep moving forward. Yeah. And, and, and these are really good lessons, I think, for anyone to, to apply on whatever they do in real estate, because yeah. I mean, as a, as a business owner and, and, you know, like you, it's, it's hurting cats half the time, you know, <laughs> lots of, lots of follow-up and um, prodding people to get things done and do it right. And lots of curveballs. And just because you think, yeah, it should go one way, <laughs> life doesn't work out that way. It's not not as not as simple as that. And just you got to keep problem solving and problem solving and problem solving and, and working through. So, yeah, that's yeah. excellent advice. You know what? For someone that wants to just get started in note, note investing, where where should they start? What um what are the you know some of the best advice that you would give to to someone? Yeah. So I always give, you know, and again, some of this advice might be generic because it can apply across any type of, you know, real estate education. And I always recommend people to start with the free resources, the Facebook groups, the bigger pockets, the YouTube places, you know, start there and start at writing down questions that you have. What I, and I'm, I do this and this is kind of something probably where I make mistakes too. I get so excited about something new, like most people do, you rush to buy some course or you rush to get into something and you don't know what you don't know, but you also don't know what is and isn't important. So you may be absorbing a lot of information, but it's kind of like stuff that you really kind of don't need to know and you're missing the big picture on a lot of these things. So that's where, you know, I always recommend people is to start out, you know, on those avenues of, you know, looking it up in YouTube and you'll find kind of who the people are. You know, we keep a resource compilation that we share. If someone says, hey, how do I get in? Here you go. It's 10 places where you can go learn about notes. It gives some book recommendations, some podcasts, and then like, you know, places you can go buy notes uh, because that's a question we get a lot of who do you buy from? And it's relationship-based, 
but you can start reaching out to those people before you're even ready just to start building that relationship similar to in real estate hey i want to buy a you know a quadplex in houston well you know start reaching out to some brokers and just start introducing yourself to them even though you're not might not be ready yet but you got to start somewhere and start you know warming that relationship yeah that's that's great advice. there's so many free resources i wish when i started there were so many of those resources, but there, there just wasn't. But And yes, be careful about joining courses, masterminds. Everyone, it seems like, has a mastermind, whether they've done one deal or you know three deals. It's just a rapidly growing business yeah. and really vet who you're going to work with. Yeah. And now you're seeing you know people who've been in real estate the last three years, which is like fishing in a barrel, honestly. Yeah. It's like buying scratch tickets where everyone's a winner, essentially. And they're writing books now about all their successes. And, you know, I look at, you know, someone like yourself or myself who's been in it, you know, an extremely long time. And, you know, our, you know, our main focus a lot of times is getting the deals done. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Chris provided a ton of great information on note investing. Where can listeners find out more about you and your company? Yep. So you can go to 7einvestments.com. That's the number seven, the letter E, investments.com. I'll find out more about the company. If you want to learn a little bit more on note investing, uh, you can listen to our podcast called Creating Wealth Simplified. We rebrand it. It used to be called Good Deeds Note Investing. So the first 150 plus episodes is my journey into note investing and basically talking about all the trials and tribulations that all those gurus and those masterminds don't teach you. That many people probably look for that. But yeah, those are the two. I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook. You'll find me on social media. Uh, My last name is pretty unique, so it's pretty easy to find me. All right, awesome. Well, if you want to get into note investing, definitely check out Chris's podcast and his website. Thanks so much for, for joining us. I'll be back next week with another informative episode on the Real Estate Investor Podcast. Thanks for having me, Gary. To all of our listeners, thanks for joining us. And if you like this episode, please head over to iTunes or Stitcher and like, subscribe, and leave a review as it will help us reach more people. And if you'd like to learn more about what we do at Break of Day Capital, head over to our website at breakofdaycapital.com and sign up for our newsletter and fill out our investor application. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.